You're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hi everyone, you're checking out the World of WWE podcast. Today we are covering WWE Hell in a Cell. It was a great show. Some matches are predictable, some not so much. But we are going to give it all. We're going to spell out everything that happened to you. But of course, I can't do it alone, so... Please welcome my co-hosts. Introduce yourselves. What's up, guys? It's Dan. <laughs> Apparently, I'm like, oh, here today. <laughs> That's all I mean. What's up, guys? It's Josh. All right, we hear from Josh. What's up, guys? Carlos here. And Carlos, yes. Thank you guys for joining me. If you are checking us out on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Stay notified when new content is created. We have a lot of content coming out tonight and tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. And make sure that if you are checking us out on Spotify, that you are aware that we are available wherever podcasts are available, not only on Spotify. You could hear us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and much more. And of course, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and we're on Facebook. And by the way, we have freaking our man Josh here is fucking awesome on social media. He's been killing it. So appreciate all that he does. He's the man that's behind social media. So thank you, Josh. So let's get into the pay-per-view. Before we go over the matches, let's get our overall thoughts. Why don't we start with you, Carlos? What were your overall thoughts? What do you give this pay-per-view grade-wise? I feel like the matches could have been better. The, the finishes were like really bad. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think the only match that I really enjoyed was Bianca and Bailey. Julia, gosh, okay, all right. How about you, Dan? Um, it was uh, it was an okay pay per view, it wasn't like a great A pay per view. Like, oh my god, I gotta go watch this again, again, again. It was just like, okay, I don't really want to see it again. It was an okay, but I, I don't want to see it again, yeah. I feel you. How about you, Josh? I'm about the same. It was an okay pay-per-view. Um, they had some really good spots, but I didn't like how they used the roll-ups too much. Um, yeah. So, again, I would never... I think that we should just put this in the garbage because it was a crappy pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. It felt like, in my opinion, it felt like a grade-A house show, in my opinion. I I feel like, it felt like I feel it was like kind of good. rushed. I feel like it was just kind I of rough. Like, like just... okay, we got to come up with finishes. We got to come up with finishes just to please the people. And, well, it wasn't very pleasing. <clears throat> Personally, I feel like Roman Reigns, like, really carries the company for pay-per-views. Yeah. And I felt like you could tell, like, when I watched it, I could tell I was missing Roman Reigns because, like, again, he main, event, main events most of the pay-per-views. And, it, like, you could just tell. Like, yeah. they when they build it up, it's going to be a good main event. And I find that they're really missing that big buildup. I kind of just want to say something. I just find it funny because years ago, like if you would say this in like 2018, 2019, you say Roman Reigns is main eventing pay-per-views and people are cheering for him and everything. People would think you're just fucking insane. They would think you're a lunatic. The problem was, it was that, and we all know this, we've talked about it. We've all said this. Roman Reigns as a babyface isn't good. And I feel like the fans knew he would be a greater heel. 
So I felt like they were just fucking live because I remember like I was still Roman Reigns oh. fans, but I could understand. Go ahead, Carlos. So I didn't I didn't like him like like through the years 2014, 15. I feel like he like smiled too much, like so, like all this smiling, like his mic work wasn't really good. But I but like once he announced his leukemia leukemia thing, then he came back that and he I just liked him. Like I was I just felt so bad for the guy. That like I was like I was then he came back so quick. I just like naturally liked him as like as a baby face for those few months. I think that was like 2018 when he came back, right? From um, leukemia and then like the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I think it was 2018. That that's when I like started. Like he was a baby face still, but like I liked him so much. I think it was like more like respect. I guess I'm not sure, but yeah. See, I was always like uh, iffy with Rome because when he was in the Shield, I feel like he didn't have to talk and. Like, I don't think they ever even pushed him. Like, when he, when he started talking, I thought he was, like, shit. Because, like, again, he didn't get practice. Anybody he, it ever, was usually... It was Ambrose and Rollins. suckering succotash disaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that? By the time he tripped over his words when he was trying to declare himself in the Royal Rumble, that was also pretty funny. Or the, or the time that he forgot his line, John Cena had to be like, Oh, you want to be a if you want to be a big dog kid, you gotta you gotta learn you gotta learn how to do a promo. <laughs> he was yeah. like he was sweating. He was like he was sweating. He didn't know what to do at the moment. <laughs> it's like now he doesn't have to like read off the script. It's like he now doesn't he doesn't even have to talk. That's why Paul mm-hmm. Heyman's good for no, him. But he, he doesn't does, even have to talk he, anymore. No, but he does all the talking pretty much. Paul, Paul I know he doesn't have to, though. That's the funny part. That's why Paul Heyman's good for me. He doesn't have to, but he does. And that's what kind of makes him a little bit better, in my opinion. Yeah, like, well, he does all the talking. Go ahead, Carlos. Like, um, I feel like I feel like Paul, like, feels more relieved because, like, for Brock, he has to do more work. He has to do the talking, like, all the talking. For Roman, like, he does the fighting and he can talk on the mic really good. So like Paul, let's be honest, Brock's voice. If you hear Brock's voice, you don't expect it to come out of his mouth. His voice cracks are hilarious. Like, yeah. ah! You guys want to hear a fun history fact? Abraham Lincoln supposedly had a really high pitched squeaky voice. <laughs> really? Wow, I never would have imagined. Look it up. It's like if you look up on Google, like what did Abraham Lincoln sound like? People are like, his voice is really high pitched and like isn't that weird to think when you anyways um yeah there, there, there's um there's a lot going on here with a lot of the like characters and a lot of the stuff with like you know Roman Reigns I like Roman Reigns I think he's great um I don't understand the storyline though with him and the Usos now and this isn't how I, I know they didn't compete on Hell in a Cell but I do want to talk about it we saw last week on Smackdown the Hell in a Cell match after Reigns one Jimmy Uso came down and like raised his hand. My question was for weeks and weeks he had this momentum of oh I'm not a bitch I'm not this what like changed because his brother's so him. so in my opinion what I think's gonna happen is like I think it's a whole plan because look he they what when was they saying oh they can't find Jay huh yeah right you know there's you know there's a plan and you, if, if you guys if you guys noticed it like when Roman like went to attack Reagan. Jimmy had that face like he was ready to super kick him, but like you know, he's like he's waiting for the time. I think the Usos got a plan. Like they're planning something out. Huh. There's no way that there's no way that so like Jimmy said that that Jay didn't wish him a happy Father's Day. You know that's cap. You know, it's like 
it's like you know that like they're they're definitely planning out something. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Jay is like Jay, Jay is like moving more towards Jimmy than than towards Roman right now. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like that they should have if they're gonna like do it like don't even like the master point like I oh gosh no but they they're going like like pretty much they're doing what Randy Orton did with the authority when he went after Seth Rollins remember so like he so he had to, he had to get close to them you know get close to them act like they're all comfortable and safe. And then once the time comes, boom. I guess we'll have to wait and find out, won't we? Yeah. See, I think that's just about it all is the bloodline's a really good storyline. Um, but then again, like when you say bloodline, you're gonna expect Jay or Jimmy to make Roman win. Mm-hmm. And like I was. I was thinking, you know, Ray's going to have an upper hand. Uh, he's going to go for a 619. Here comes Jimmy, super kicks Ray, and then Roman beats him with a spear, right? That's what I was seeing. So, again, when I just seen Ray's arm, I was like, okay, well, that, that's pointless. Yeah. Like, what made you acknowledge him at all? Um, so, I mean, it's just sorry. like, you know. Well, I hear both of you guys. I mean, it could be part of the plan where, like, you keep your friends closer, you know what I mean, whatever. But the only thing is that, like, the only way for this plan to work would be that Jimmy knew that someone was going to take out Jay or if they were, like, oh, pretend to be upset so that then I can screw over. Like, it would have to be, like, really, like, and that's kind of far-fetched. But but this is WWE. And um, last question that we're going to go on. Do you guys want to see Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns, or do we just want to see them be a stable and just stick together as the bloodline? Um, I do not want to see Roman Reigns versus Jimmy Uso. Okay. Um, I felt like the three matches with Jay and Roman were, were like so boring, except the I quit match. <laughs> I th- you don't need to see that because Roman's just going to squash Jay, Jimmy. Okay. How about so you- I feel like that's just something that I don't, I'm not interested in. I hear you, man. I don't know. I don't know. How about you, Dan? What do you think? Eh, I mean, I don't want to see the matches because it's like he's like Josh said. It's it's kind of boring, you know. He's gonna squash them, but at the same time, the stable's got to end sooner or later. It's not gonna last forever, so it is what it is. Realistically, I could go either way, and I couldn't care less to be honest. Would you? Would you rather see it end? sooner or do you want to see it continue for a longer maybe until like next year i feel like if they're gonna do it right i feel like technically they should do it longer so that way when they do end it it's a bigger like effect in a way so that way they're not just like ending it so soon to where it could have gotten even better over time you know yeah yeah kind of like with the shield yeah kind of like with the shield how it took years for them to break up even Evolution, I mean, those guys, they started in 02 as a team, as a unit, and they went on until 04, and Triple H screwed over Randy Orton when he won the title. Uh, yeah, so, okay, how about you, Carlos? Or do you want to see Jimmy versus Reigns? Um, I feel like they, like they should all just split up and do their own thing, like the Usos tag team, Roman just on his own with Paul Heyman, you know. I feel like, like he doesn't really need any backup, honestly, at this point. Like he's doing really good. Like he doesn't even ask. He doesn't even want those so the ringside for his matches anymore. He tells them that to their face. He's like, "I don't need you out there." 
So I feel like he doesn't. I feel like like every day should just go their separate ways, you know. Like no, 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 Jimmy versus Roman. Just like, like you know, just uh, like Uso do the attacking thing, and then Roman just go single, the single ways. Okay, now I'm gonna say one last thing, and then we all hundred percent are going out to the pay per view. I do kind of think this whole storyline is stupid, though, because yes, he's the head of the table. Like I get that he is making money, but to be honest with you, how is his making money and paying for his family really affecting the Usos because they are going to make money on their own, whether they're with Reigns or not. So working with him because he's making money for the family, that doesn't make I sense. Guess I guess they're being like, oh, Roman, can I get a spot? Can you spot me? Can you spot me a hundred bucks? Or, oh, can you, can you spot me this? Um, <laughs> I don't think. Because the thing is, they're fucking, they're, they're, they're millionaires. I mean, it's not like they're fucking like asking for like, oh, can I have three pennies? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you know, I made. Hey, but look, uh, Jay, Jay joined Roman and Jay, Jay, made, Jay ended up being main event, like almost every SmackDown. Even yeah, though he like, didn't win every, even though he didn't win every match, but. But where is he in the main event? And the thing is, like, it's like he's only main event Uso because Vince put him there for a couple weeks. He's not ever going to amount to that. I'm not trying to talk crap, but Usos are a tag team. They're not single competitors. You're not, they're never, yeah. I mean, I might be a crazy asshole for saying this, but you're not going to see Jay Uso as WWE champion. I like a lot yeah. of people were like so <laughs> yeah, happy man. with Edge versus Jay Uso. And I'm like, Edge is going to squash that little bitch. Yeah. Like you're putting Jay Edge, versus Edge. Edge, 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 Edge can't even hang. Oh, and they all, like the only oh. like I feel like the bloodline, their only purpose is to make sure Roman don't lose. Now, now, what would make sense now would have now you have Jay and Jimmy. So if Edge gets a rematch, he has to look out for Jay and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. We both know Edge can destroy Roman, but. Mm-hmm. If you go for concerto, oh, no. you you got two uh, Usos super kicking you in the face. But again, I agree with everybody, and I don't think that the Usos don't need Roman. Roman needs the Usos because the way that they're making his heel gimmick, they're basically making it stale. Yeah, because like, well, okay, he's the head of the table. Yeah, but now you need Jay and Jimmy to protect your stupid ass. Yeah. So it's taking away from it. I think that it should end right now. I don't want to see it anymore because it's it's making it like it's gonna make it stale for me. Like by SummerSlam, if it's not over, Roman's gonna go stale. Because okay, well, like Brock Lesnar, where it was just like like I think uh, Carlos and Josh and Dan, I think we all said this. Like let him be on his own. Let him like not talk so much have Paul Heyman do it and just let him dominate. You're right. This whole sort of like, and to be honest with you guys, I think it's like a big tease to fuck with us fans because when you hear Bloodline, to be honest with you, you're going to think of The Rock. You're not really going to think like, yeah, you're going to think of the Usos, but when you think of Roman Reigns and his family, the number one person that comes to your head is The Rock. And you're not so- really thinking of Rikishi or anybody like them. No. You know? no wrestling, wrestling, wrestling wise, like once you hear the, 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 the like the bloodline you think of Roman because Roman's like pretty much the he's 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 like the, the main guy right now. Yeah, like, but dude, like, without the, the rock, rock, the rock there would be no Roman. Like Roman can I'm sorry, like he doesn't yeah, the rock the rock's time the rock's time is over now. Yeah, but like he still was not making the amount of money that the rock was making. So it's like you know yeah. I mean I'm gonna be I'm, honest. 
And this was before social media too. So, I mean, he has way more opportunities to make more money now, to be quite honest. In the I'm rest- going to get haters for saying this, but I think right now Roman is the best champion in the in wrestling right now. Because yeah, Roman Reigns is so yeah. over. And, yeah, and it's like he's and- the most he's the most valuable wrestler in the, in the wrestling industry right now. There's no one that could touch him. Like now, if he Josh, got released today, the whole wrestling like thing would go down. Now, Josh, you are saying in sense of like encompassing the entire like I'm, North I'm talking the entire press wrestling in the world. Roman Reigns is the yeah. only champion right now that has any significance. Okay. Now I get guys. it. Kenny Omega, yeah. I, I hate Kenny. Kenny Omega is the most shittiest wrestler in the world because Kenny Omega is John Cena. Knee trigger, one way games, that's it. With Roman, Roman doesn't need to do the spear. Like that guillotine is the best move for him right now because tap your, the frig out. Tap your right out. That's the best. And you can't, yep. like, you can't put anybody in Roman's level right now. Like, Bobby Lashley's over, but I find, like, Bobby Lashley's not the same Bobby Lashley. No. That Herlock is stupid as I find it funny what? that both the top heels and both the top champions use the hurt lock, or not use it. They both use a submission move. Yeah, I agree. Funny. With you, yeah, and they, and also they both technically use the spear. Roman yeah. uses the spear, yeah. and Lashley uses. Yeah, it. I was gonna say too. Um, and again, like this is me talking shit because I have to because the wrestlers have done this. But it's also like Roman's move set. Now I'm not comparing it to anybody. I'm just talking about him, just focusing on him. Superman punch spear guillotine. Um, well, no, he has he has the drive by technically, but he, he has the, those clotheslines that he does. Yeah, but everyone does power bombs. Everyone does a power then, uh, bomb. I mean, I'm yeah. talking about moves that are just like, and he does. He has a couple, but pretty much when you see Roman, you know you're going to see a bunch of those moves. Yeah, you know you're going to see the drive. You know you're going to see the Superman punch and the spear yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I will say, I do like the guillotine. I think that's a great submission um, because I can understand it putting someone out. If you're putting pressure mm. on someone's neck, they're going out. Um, but uh, I don't know, you guys. I just have – I think my problem is I feel like they're really trying to – they're going to – I really feel like they're going to try to do Reigns versus Rock. And um, I don't know if I want to see it because one generation is going to end up unhappy. Like, if Rock loses, mm. I'm going to be upset because I don't think Reigns is better than Rock. If Reigns loses, Carlos is going to be upset because <laughs> Reigns is like that. And I understand that. Like, it, it's different generations. So who, it, said, who, who said I was going to be upset? I mean, I mean, both guys are good, but I'm just saying Roman's, Roman's, uh, Roman's the bigger star right now. Well, I know, but I mean, you would pick Reigns to win over The Rock. I mean, if you're saying, yeah. right? I mean, because The Rock, The Rock is a past. Roman is the right now. He's the present. He's the, he's the, the head of the table. It's see, it costs the, the young, in me. He's the younger one. He's the one who has like more energy, more, more power, and everything. Pretty much. Yeah. He's pretty much gonna be fighting his own uncle. Yeah. All right. Well, we have <laughs> we have discussed the whole like Roman Reigns family <laughs> and like his like storyline for the next twelve months. So let's talk about a show he wasn't on, and that was Hell in a Cell. He was away on vacation, so everyone else had to try to take over. 
And our first match of the night was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was inside Hell in a Cell, a rematch from last month's pay-per-view WrestleMania Backlash. The SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair defending against Bailey. Quick notes, I like Belair's attire. It kind of reminded me of Harlem Heat with the, like, you know, little fire, obviously, because it's hell. Um, there's a lot of, like, street fighting going on here. We saw, like, a lot of cheer shots moments. Um, we saw a moment where Bailey tied Bianca's ponytail to the ropes. Um, and then she ended up, like, tripping over Bianca's hair and falling on the steps. Bailey ends up biting Belly at one point. And then Bianca attacks Bailey with kendo sticks. We see a moment where they just continue like knocking each other out with cheer shots after cheer shot. And Belly ends up getting the win after a kiss of death to Bailey on a ladder. Those are just quick moments that stood out to me. Bailey did not win. She came up short in our predictions. Uh, <laughs> our voting was a little different. We actually, myself, Carlos, and Josh, we all picked Bianca Bellier to win. So that's 10 points. Uh, Josh, Josh picked, picked Bailey, and I picked Bianca Bellier. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yep, yep, sorry. I got your name wrong. <laughs> sorry. You guys are correct. I. Oh I my God! He's I'm trying to sorry. make me now. He's trying to make me look like the stupid one picking the wrong. Go to Ben me, Anthony. It, well, I thought you know what it was. <laughs> I gotta tell you, fucking Dan is like a fucking Bailey stand. So when I saw the name Bailey, I probably just thought, oh, that was fucking. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I am a Bailey fan. <laughs> okay, we we know. All right, I was wrong. Um. But yeah, real. So for real, Dan picked Bianca Belair, Josh picked Bailey, and yeah, well, I'm here. Carlos and I. <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck I am today. Carlos and I picked Bianca Belair. I'm gonna stop talking. Josh, go ahead. Tell us your thoughts on the match. Um, again, uh, it was. I thought it was a good match. Uh, good spots. I really enjoyed the kendo table type thing. I really liked that. Yeah. Um I thought I thought the finish was a little bit um slow. Um I didn't like it was predictable. Like when Bailey rolled, she's like she, it's like she rolled onto the ladder instead of like pushing the ladder up into her face or her body. So I figured like I felt like the finish could have been a little bit better. Still have I'm I'm not mad that Bianca won. Um but I just feel like the finish was a little slow. Yeah. Um, the kiss of death was really nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, but I just feel like the, the setup for it was a really was really um, not pre- like it was really predictable. Yeah. So, mm. how about Carlos? Um, I thought the match was okay. I liked the the, the, the finisher when Bianca did the kiss of death onto the ladder. But like I said on multiple occasions, I'm just patiently waiting for Sasha Banks to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's right. You thought. Um, I mean, I didn't say she was gonna come back tonight, but I'm. No, I'm no, no. He he did it, which he's been doing for like the pet for like the no, past interviews. Yeah, you did it for. Uh, you did it no, for. No, I didn't uh, say it. Not, not for Hell in a Cell. 
No, no, I'm yeah. saying, I know, I'm saying he, this is the only favor that he didn't do after WrestleMania that, you know, it was like, oh, Sasha's going to come back. Sasha's going to oh, come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yo, that bro, was like, fuck like, this shit, man. I didn't say she was coming back. Um, well, no, also, can I be honest? When, when Anthony said that you had a prediction for the pay-per-view, I immediately thought, oh, it's he's thinking Sasha Banks is going to come back. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, she's probably going to wait a little bit. Hopefully she's in a Money in the Bank match. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if she wins, it fits her really well. Because Money in the Bank, Sasha Banks. I feel like that'll fit her really well. Money in the Bank, Sasha Banks. I think yeah. she. I think she's supposed to be coming. Or Liv Morgan on SmackDown when the fans come back. Isn't that like? Isn't aren't her and Edge? Edge, Edge is, guys? Yeah, Edge she's John still a Mandalorian. Oh, so she's oh. probably gonna be. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, she's doing Mandalorian. Which, so, by the way, doing this girl is making it like she's winning an Academy Award. She had, like, three lines in the entire fucking series. And all she was running yeah, around. Yeah, she's, she's that much of a big deal. And don't, and don't, don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> insult her around Carla. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, but fucking she's her whole, I don't think her so whole cool. good spot was taking she that Boba Fett. She did a whole, she did a whole episode. You better, you better stop. Yeah, a man, whole episode. Man, wow. she took down and a whole And she's doing more. And fat version of Boba Fett, and he yeah. let her do it. Let's be yeah. honest, guys. Yeah, come on. She she fought an old fat man who's bald. Oh, do you even watch the Mandalorian? <laughs> yep. Oh, you do? Yeah, because because yeah. Sasha Banks is in it, obviously. I had to watch. I had to watch. I had. I I watched every single Star Wars before I started watching that. So oh, I'm God. like, Carlos. I hope I hope yeah. she dies in the show. Okay, hope she dies. Oh my God. Oh God! Oh, I, I think Josh is about to die. I didn't say that. That was not me. Don't look. Hey, at hey! If Darth Vader was around, he make her bitch. Oh. Even though his black cybernetic penis, but here, take this, Sasha. <laughs> I, 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 I think we're gonna have to find a new co-host, Anthony, because I think he's about to die. Carlos is gonna call me afterwards. You know, I gotta tell you something, man. I'm not even feeling this. Right now. I'm not feeling Josh no more, hey, man. Not hey, after what he hey. said. Carlos, Sasha's overrated. Relax now. Oh no. Oh boy. Carlos, you gotta have a rebuttal, man. You have if to- anybody's <laughs> out there and looking to join our team, please hit Anthony else. <laughs> well. I guess Carlos is going to take that L right now. I guess <laughs> has something to say. She has a nice ass. Well, Carlos thinks about it. Um, we see Bianca Belair backstage, and she just says that she'll give Bailey. Oh, I didn't give my thoughts. I'm sorry. I didn't. Wait, Dan, you didn't even give your thoughts either, really. You just said. No, I, I didn't give my thoughts either. Go ahead, Dan. You tell me your um, I mean, the match was okay. In, in my opinion, it was really the only match that actually had a stipulation that was actually worth watching on the actual pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Because, like. It was fast. It, it, at some points, it actually did make me think, is Bailey actually going to win this? But it was like, you know, it was a good match. You know, she had this smart strategy of using her hair against her and all that. It was smart tactics. It was, eh, it was an, it was a pretty good match. Just, you know, like Josh said, it was a little slow at the ending, which kind of was like, okay, I guess it is what it is. Yeah. 
no, I hear you. Um, my thought is I agree with you, Dan, that this was probably the Hell in a Cell match I was looking forward to the most. But what I noticed um, about this pay-per-view is it seems like they're doing, although we know now with Raw, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley is happening again, but it seemed like for most of the card, these matches were going to be the final matches in the rivalry. Obviously, Rollins and Cesaro are probably going to continue on, but I really think after this, Bianca Belair is going to move on because now she's beating Bailey since like last year. She's she's won against her, or no? Did she beat her in January? I feel like they had a little. Yeah, I don't think Bailey has ever actually. She did her. Yeah, so it's like how many more times can you beat the same person? Yeah. So, anyways, next Alexa Bliss is backstage, and she says to expect the unexpected because when you knock on my door, you never know who what might answer. So I was a little, you know, intrigued by that, wondering if you know someone's going to come out. We were talking our predictions that possible Lily or a possible Sister Abigail was going to appear, and we will get there when the match comes on. Next, we have Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro. Before the match even started, Seth Rollins attacked him from behind. This was a decent match. I mean, I really felt like the WrestleMania match was a bit better, but there was a lot going on here. Some quick notes that I had on it. There's a moment where Seth hit knee off the apron to Cesaro and then a springboard knee inside of the ring. Uh, Cesaro takes off Seth's glove and then he shoves it in Seth's mouth. And then we see a moment where Seth Rollins punches Cesaro on the back of the head and that looked really bad for And then we see a Falcon Arrow, a cool kick out by Cesaro. Cesaro swings Seth Rollins 15 times, applies a sharpshooter, cross face, sharpshooter again. And then finally, Seth Rollins rolls up, rolls up Cesaro for Z-Win. Let me go with Dan. What are your thoughts on the match? My thoughts are that it was a good match. Um, but in and this is not the only time I'm, we're going to talk about this. This match was good, but the ending kind of ruined it. I mean, a roll-up. I mean, at the same time, I get it. You know, Seth the heel, he has to... He has to do whatever it takes, but like honestly, it made no sense. You're just gonna roll him up just for random reasons. Like, come on, finish the match properly. I I hate when they end a match on a roll up, especially when it's on a pay per view. I really hate that. I but I mean, besides the ending, it was a good match. Great uh, fast paced action, just like they always deliver. So it was an all right match. I agree with you, Dan. I'll give my quick thoughts and then I'll throw it over to Carlos. Um, I think I didn't mind if it would have been a roll-up, but the thing that bothered me was that he was just beating up Seth Rollins. So how was Rollins able to get enough breath and enough? I mean, I'm sure, he, you know, he could take him down, but I mean, he was just stomping on his hand. So for me, it's almost like, realistically, can you really with one arm pull some guy over who is like fucking like 200 and something pounds of muscle and like just pretty much if you're being realistically if you're stepping on your hand that hand's really not going to be able to do much um so i felt like the ending was unrealistic but it was a decent match really not really to say about it carlos what are your thoughts 
I thought it was a good match. Um, I'm glad Seth got the win. I was just a little disappointed by the roll-up. Yeah, I hear you, man. Like, Seth, I thought Seth was really impressive in this match, but that roll-up could have been – could maybe could have gotten a curb stomp. That would be better. How about you, uh, Josh? What are your thoughts? Um, honestly, same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy Rollins won, but then again, I hate roll-ups. I think they're dumb. Unless it's like a, unless it's like it's the most type. devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Wait, I thought the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment was the Taskmaster when he fell into the fucking door. <laughs> what? Look that up, Dan. Type in when you... I guess I'll have to look something else up because I don't know what he's talking about. Type in your Google machine, type in on YouTube the Taskmaster debuts, and you will see what I mean. Oh, you mean the Shockmaster? Oh my god, the Taskmaster. I'm thinking of Kevin Sullivan, the fucking Shockmaster. Wait, Shock? Yeah, I know yeah. what Shock. Yeah, I remember he burst through the wall and his helmet came yeah. off. I remember what you're talking about. That's that was a great Taskmaster. Who the hell is the Taskmaster? That's Kevin Sullivan in WCW when he was a part of like fucking the Dungeon of doom against Hulk Hogan. Sorry. The fucking like a fucking thing with the game Master and the fucking Taskmaster and the Shockmaster. She's crazy. Anyways. Sorry. The Shockmaster for all purposes. That's the most dangerous move. So as I was saying, um, I I don't care for the Rollins-Cesaro feud. I think, you know, it should end at WrestleMania where Cesaro finally got his uh, moment. Um, I'm pretty sure they're setting up Rollins for Edge at SummerSlam, I'm pretty sure. Because um, if they said that technically what they're doing right now is they said that Rollins stole it from Cesaro. So you're probably going to see Cesaro versus Rollins again, but I just, I didn't really care for the match. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I like Cesaro a lot, but I just feel like Again, yes, he does the the swing, and I guess that's all right. But when you see it like tens of times, it just eh. it takes the magic away from it. I hear you. It, it does. Like it again. It's just I just don't like it. I just hope that maybe Cesaro can get a bigger push right now. But yeah, I would love to see Cesaro world champion, but it's never gonna happen on SmackDown. I know that would be sick to see him as champion. I feel like if he did the swing, like. Maybe like at like a pay per view, or maybe at every other pay per view when he's had like one final match that would make it a bit more special. But, um, so let's go over the predictions. I thought Cesaro was gonna win, Carlos thought Rollins was gonna win. I think I'm correct here. Dan, you thought Cesaro and Josh picked Rollins. Am I correct? Yep, good. Yep, so right now I have 10 points, Carlos has 20 points, Dan. The man has 10 points. No. Dan has 20 points. And yeah. Josh has 10 points. Okay. Sorry. So right now, me, Car- me, Carlos. Oh, no. No, it's just Carlos and Dan are in the lead right now. And me and Josh are tied. Okay. Next, we have an announcement. 
Money in the Bank is coming to us January. I'm not January. Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. Where the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 you got that mixed up. January, July, humble not Money in the Bank. <laughs> well, it's fucking Hell in a Cell in June. Who fucking knows what's gonna happen next year? Sorry, everybody. I need to go to sleep. So I need to be the new moderator today. Um, <laughs> go ahead, guys. Nobody said anything. Oh, I'd say yeah, no, no one said nothing. Like you're just <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think someone has to take over here. Anthony's just gonna think, end up falling asleep. I think Lily is out of time now and has come to get me. I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Money in the Bank, July 18th. Correct? Is it the 18th? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I think it was. Fourth Worth in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. All right. So she said. Yeah, listen, she don't complain. Um, so up next we have Alexa Bliss taking on Shayna Baszler with Nia Jax and Reginald in her corner. And there's a really cool moment where Alexa Bliss does this cool crab-like walk, very different than Bray Wyatt. And it's cool because Alexa's a gymnast, so she's able to sort of contort her body in that way. So Pretty much is a lot of more like characteristic type math. We saw Shane apply arm bars and, you know, she jumps on Bliss's elbow, but then Bliss starts to laugh. And then there's a moment where Alexa Bliss takes control and it's a DD. And she controls Nia Jack. She starts to hypnotize Nia and then she makes Nia slap Reginald. And then she makes Nia scream with her and they both like scream. And then Alex ends up hitting with the bliss for the win. I'll start with Dan here. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? It was an interesting match. I mean, it wasn't good, but at the same time, it wasn't bad. Because, like, you know, you had the hypnotizing thing, which was cool. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, it doesn't exactly make sense. But, you know, it kind of does. I I don't know how to explain it. It was an okay match. No really rememberable moments besides Nigel slapping uh, Reginald because that motherfucker deserved it. Sure did. <laughs> um, besides that, I mean, there was nothing really rememberable from that match. So it was it was what it was, I guess. Yeah, really nothing going there. How about you, Josh? What are your thoughts on... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, I actually one more thing. Uh, I think it could have just been another Raw match, in my opinion. It didn't have to be at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, they, I thought they were going to do some more, like, superstitious stuff, but it was kind of bland. Josh, go ahead. Um, I, I want to agree with Dan. Um, I really enjoyed the match, though. But, again, I really don't like – there was no need for Nia and Reginald to be out there. Like, I can't stand Reginald. Um, but, again – Book the producers who's doing the women division should be fired because he doesn't know what he's doing. Like you don't need to do that. Um, I was really hoping it would have just would have been Shayna and Alexa. Um, yeah. I'm glad Alexa won. I did not want her to lose at all. Even though I like Shayna, but at the same time, you know, you kind of had to give Alexa this one. Yeah. Um, the hypnotizing mm-hmm. thing I didn't care for. I, I thought it was stupid. I mean, again, I, hey, I know what they're doing. The you fucking deserve. I mean, like, I don't. From Wrestle, you go from WrestleMania. You know, her sitting on top of the Jack in the Box with the Abigail look. Then you go from that to her to talking to a doll is amazing. <laughs> then you go from that to her hypnotizing people. 
well, what? What? Yeah. What? You know, I was hoping for the fiend to show up. Like, just come on, just give us a glimpse. I would have had, I'd rather have the fiend turn off the lights or something. What but, did happen to the fiend, actually? Um, Bray oh. Wyatt's taking time off because of Brody Lee's death. So. Ah. Uh, oh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, really? but, I mean, at the same time, when he was around, you know, they, they had Dewey messed up a bit because I, ra- I rather, if you guys remember The Fiend, when the last time he was on Raw, well, I think it was before he got burned. Remember when Orton and Orton's on the ramp and he's behind him and he's like in his ear breathing? And then, like, and then, like, so Ro- Randy's like, okay, I'm going to go fight Drew instead. And then, like, the fiends is gone. Like, oh, if you yeah, watch I, I angle, know what you're Just about. watch him walk backstage. I'm thinking, okay, I don't know if we're supposed to see that, but I thought it was stupid. But we're going off for page here, but I'm just saying that the match was stupid. I like La Alexa one, but no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh... That was something. Carlos, what are your thoughts? This storyline is getting a little, you know. Carlos, what are your um, thoughts? I like that Alexa one. I didn't think I should have been at Hell in a Cell that match. I feel I should have been, like, on a Raw or something. Yeah, I agree. It it really wasn't um, very, like, it didn't do much for the show. I mean, it didn't have to happen. and would have been the same effect. Like, nothing really came out of it. For me, um... I kind of, my question is like with this type of character, like you have to see kind of how far it goes. Someone like The Undertaker, when he had the Ministry of Darkness, he didn't need to be champion to be in control and have that sort of power. The problem with females right now in WWE is they're not taken super seriously. So when you have this gimmick, it's kind of like the only way for people to stand out in the women's division, it seems like, is if you're a champion. Now, I'm not saying that it needs to be that way. I don't want it to be that way. But Right now, it's almost as if, like, the only sort of people they consider to be high-level champions are, like, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Asuka. Um, when you look at Alexa Bliss, even though she obviously is an amazing champion, and she will be, I wonder if her character can have this title. And if she does have the title, how that will impact her character. Because her character is all about being possessed by Lily, right? And unless Lily wants the women's championship, there's no reason for her to go after the title. So when you have like a character whose only sole purpose is to follow what they're like possessed, demonic, whatever the hell it is, is telling them to do. Um, I don't know. I just think the gimmick's kind of, looking at it in that way is kind of corny because it's like, I doubt, I don't know, guys. I'm thinking too realistically into this. Yeah. I don't think she'll be world she will not be world's champion in this gimmick. Yeah. Um again, um what I think my personal opinion, they're only doing this because the fiend Bray's out. Uh when Bray comes back, like if she does become women's champion, yeah, once the fiend will cost her the match. Because I do think the reason why they're doing this is because like before Bray took time off. The original plan from what I heard was that she was 100% supposed to be uh, Sister Abigail. So she's supposed to control the Fiend. Yeah. So I think this is just a filler. Um, when the Fiend does come back, I think the Fiend will cost her the women's title. I think 
at Money in the Bank, the Fiend will make his make his presence known. He will cost her the match, which will probably set up a feud between Fiend and um, Rex of Bliss. But again, just my opinion. But I I don't think she's world champion in this gimmick because I agree with you, and I there is no point. Uh, her being world champion because what's the doll gonna do unless the doll sister abigail which we don't even know mm-hmm. but um i do like this possessive gimmick but at the same time it's like take her with the urn right so i mean again you gotta have an angle so unless they're bringing the fiend back i don't think she'll be world champion because why would Lily, like, to be, I mean, and again, this is stupid, like, where this is a really dumb storyline. Like, not dumb, but, like, obviously it's not realistic, but, like, if we're going to pretend like it is and whatever, like, why would Lily want the women's title? You know, like, there was never, in this character development, it was all related to Bray. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense why she, I, unless she's like, okay, you know, what? Well, like, I can be the queen, I don't know, whatever. So, did you guys... Do you guys yep. notice after WrestleMania how Bray had the separate um, funhouse and then she had her playground? Mm-hmm. Do you guys notice how weird that was? Yeah. Because he, he kind of like one of the puppets mentioned Alexa Bliss. He's like, we don't see that name here. So it was like, because like, I like how Bray's going to his characters. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking the fiend is like the fiend dead. Is what everyone's thinking right now because, like, Bray, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like, how they played it off wasn't very good. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on, but again, yeah. yeah. Her gimmick is weird. It's hard to read. It's definitely for sure. Um, very, very, very uh, strange. So, let's discuss the predictions for that one right now i have 20 points because i guess well we all thought alexa bliss was going to win this so the scoring right now is josh and carlos both have 30 points dan and i both have 20 points next we have sammy Zayn taking on kevin owens some quick notes kevin owens was in control to start the match, sending Sammy quickly into the corner hard and into the barricade. There's a cool flying plancha by Sammy Zane outside to Kevin Owens. Kevin goes for a senton outside, but Sammy Zane puts his legs up. Sammy hits a blue thunderbomb. KO slaps Sammy Zane, but Sammy kicks him out of the ring. KO hits a stunner on Sammy outside, and then Sammy Zane starts to bleed from the mouth. Eventually, Sammy runs KO into the turnbuckles, and it's a hell of a haluva kick to get the victory. So, Sammy Zayn here is our winner. Carlos, what were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was a good match. It was hard hitting. Um, so, and I'm glad Sammy finally got a win. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him win a match in like months. Yeah, poor Sammy. Sammy finally uh, got a victory here, huh? How about let's go with my man Dan? I love honestly, in my opinion, it was the best match of the night, in my opinion. It was hard hitting. And I mean, I just love that Sami Zayn actually got the win because my man deserved it, you know? Yeah. Uh I mean realistically, that's the only really thing I can really say about it though. I mean, because it was 
it was just a good match, you know? It was the best match in the card, in my opinion. Okay. All right. All right. How about you, Josh? What do you think? I agree, and I disagree with Dan. You agree um, and disagree. I agree and disagree. Okay. Um, I don't think it was the best match of the night, but it was a good match. Um, I really like Sami Zayn. Um, his controversial gimmick reminds me of CM Punk's gimmicks before. Yeah. Um, and I'm really happy that Sammy got the win, but I was not expecting him to win. That's why I voted for Kevin Owens because you know Kevin Owens has been running a lot of steam. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, as I don't like, I don't, I didn't really care for the rivalry. Yeah. Um, because we've seen it in NXT, we've seen it before and time again, and I feel like Kevin Owens isn't mid card; he is main event. And I feel like Sammy could be main event, but. His gimmick is so, is all about controversial, and it just like when I look at it, I just see CM Punk. So that's probably why he'll never be in the main event in that gimmick, at least. But um, I enjoyed the hell of a kick. Hell of a kick. Um, I thought it was great. Um, I was like the stunner on the outside of the match was a really good spot too, which I like. Yeah. Um, but like again, the match was predictable. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And I really hope Sammy gets a good push and gets his intercontinental title back, which would be kind of dope. So I think he's the best heel champion for mid-card lately. So. Okay, no, I hear you, man. That's a, uh, that's a good thought on it. I, I don't know how I'm feeling. Um, I, I feel like, like you guys said, we, we've seen this a lot now. And it's almost like, how can we care about it at this point? So uh, I'm glad that it's over and I hope that it doesn't um, continue anymore after this. And welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. That was just a quick break reminding you to check us out wherever podcasts are available. Now, I don't know if, did we say predictions for who, like, what the scoreboard is right now for our latest match. I don't think so. So, right now, we have – right now, I'm in last place. <laughs> no, I only have 20 points. Carlos is – well, he's actually tied with Josh with 40 points. And Dan now has 30 points. So moving- I love how I was the only one who picked Sami Zayn, and he somehow <laughs> managed to do it. <laughs> Oh, I know. It was it was crazy, man. Okay, so Sue, Sue, Sue. Our next match is for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. The Raw Women's Champion, the Nightmare Rhea Ripley against the Queen Charlotte Flair. Uh, before the match started, Charlotte Flair tossed the Raw Women's title at Rhea Ripley and hit her. Live action here, we saw Flair kick Rhea Ripley into the barricade. She attacks Rhea's knee frequently during this match, trying to lock in the figure eight. And to do that, she needs to hurt her knee so she can come after it. We see a leg submission that Charlotte applies on Rhea over the top rope. Rhea hits a missile drop kick. Flair hits a natural selection, but Rhea kicks out. Flair misses a moonsault. Lands on her feet and then hits a standing moonsault, kind of like her fiance Andrade. 
could potentially do. We see a moment where Rhea hits the riptide, but Flair puts her foot on the bottom rope. Flair then kicks Rhea's knees into the steps. She goes for a figure four, but Rhea gets to the ropes. And guys, I'm going to need you to help me figure out. She got a disqualification because she slammed her head on a table, or? Uh, she got a disqualification because she hit her with the with the uh, board that was on top of the table, which is stupid because they've used that hundreds of times in non-disqualification matches or in regular matches, and yeah. they've never gotten disqualified. What suddenly makes it a big deal? I don't understand. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, no, I I agree. I didn't, I didn't understand either because um, – it didn't make sense, but let's go with, with Josh. Josh, what were your thoughts? Um, to be honest, I really didn't pay attention to this match because I just felt like it was it. It just was slow. Um, there were some good spots, but again, but I just felt like it was slow. Um, when when they said it was DQ, and I was like, why? And I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose was because maybe they want money in the bank. But at the same time is that, yeah, I'm happy Charlotte won, but that doesn't really help the champion because, you know, the champion should have won clean. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe Charlotte caused the disqualification or something, but like, it doesn't make no sense for Charlotte to win by DQ. Yeah, I agree. It didn't really make sense. See, I thought she hit her. I thought that she took the camera and hit her in the face with the camera. That's what I thought happened. Yeah. But again, like I agree with you guys. Like that makes no sense getting disqualified for. So the only thing I could think of though is the storyline. Because she because Charlotte says you're learning and then the champion called her a bitch. And it's just like, okay, well, again, <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, no, I agree. It didn't really um it didn't really make sense to me either, to be honest, because um, there is just something was missing, you guys. Something was just not adding up there. And did Carlos get to talk yet? Yeah, Carlos, go ahead. Um, yeah, I agree with Josh. I didn't really pay too much attention to this match. I just saw the ending, um, like when they had all this qualification happened. Yeah. But yeah, it was an okay match. Yeah. It wasn't anything great. It was just kind of, you know, okay. How about, uh, let's see, Dan, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> um, I was kind of excited for the match because I thought, you know, this would be Rhea Ripley's chance to prove she could finally beat Charlotte Flair. But, again, just like the Seth Rollins and Cesaro match, the ending kind of ruined the actual good match that happened. So it was like... Uh, it was a good match, but sour ending, meaning it kind of ruined the match for me. So, I I thought it was a good match until then. It was a okay match, I guess overall. Yeah, it for me the ending ruined it because it's just like you know that happens all the time, like we said, and also we do know that they're gonna have a rematch. I'm assuming I'm money in the bank, so this match kind of didn't really do anything for me either. So our score now, I have 30 points. Carlos has 50 points right now. Dan has 30 points. And Josh right now has 
40 points. I think we, I, yeah, I think you guys are, it's weird because I have the lowest. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. We're getting there, guys. One more match. So after the match, we saw Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair fight, and then Rhea hits a riptide. Didn't really do much, but that was kind of there. And we are on our main event. It is the WWE Championship in a Hell in a Cell match. It's almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley with MVP defending against Drew McIntyre. Here are some quick notes. Drew McIntyre attacked Bobby Lashley with a kendo stick a couple of times. We then see Bobby take MVP's team and take through with it. Drew hits a white noise to Bobby Lashley on the steel steps. We then see Drew slamming Bobby Lashley from his shoulders down face first onto a steel chair. Bobby tries a hurt lock, but Drew McIntyre ends up countering. Bobby then gains control with the kendo stick. He locks Drew McIntyre between the cell and Bobby punches away at him. We see Bobby hit a face plant on Drew twice on a steel chair. And then Bobby sends Drew McIntyre with the chair. Drew has a chair with him and he runs into the referee. Drew hits a future shock. And then MVP ends up getting into the cell and does not allow the referee to count. That's when Drew McIntyre attacks MVP and hits a claymore. He sends, he meaning Drew McIntyre, sends Bobby Lashley through a table outside. Bobby choke slams Drew from the apron through a table outside the ring. Gosh, a lot of back and forth action. The end comes when Drew goes for a claymore, but MVP holds his leg. And in a moment that has happened in pretty much every match on the card, Bobby rolls up Drew to retain the title. And now Drew can no longer challenge for Bobby Lashley's, well, for the WWE title as long as Bobby Lashley is champion. So, Josh, what are your thoughts? Uh, man, I thought it was the best match tonight and up and towards the ending. Um, again, I like Drew, but I didn't want Drew to win at all because we don't need another we already we don't need another John Cena running around, honestly. Yeah. Um I Drew needs time off to redo his moveset. It's Claymore all the goddamn time. And it's like, really? Claymore, Claymore. Like, it's like, it's not, like, you look at his finisher now, it's just this Claymore. That's all he does is Claymore. And I felt like Bobby Lashley really was weak in this match because, like, he couldn't even lock any of the hurt locks in. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, if he, knew to, he can do it to Braun Strowman, but he can't do it to Drew. And it felt like maybe, like, the whole the, tw- the whole match was Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And like I hate like so much when there's a manager interferes in a match, like it ruins it for yeah. me because I don't like that. And it's I... like Paul Heyman, like he never got involved with Brock. Never. And it's like, well, MVP, he's in the cage now. Wow. And like when they locked him in the cage, it's like, well, this is stupid. And it's like Claymore to MVP, and MVP just gets up like 10 minutes later. So when I, when I seen him grab the legs of Drew, I'm just so mad. Like, I was picturing maybe uh, it's going to be like a hurt lock. Tap him out or like grabs him into a spear or the dominator or something by roll up. And it's yeah. like, what? Who's producing this pay-per-view? 
someone who likes to roll people up. And, um, and it's just so it, it doesn't give good quality. Yeah, it's just like it didn't make sense. It was almost like, are they just doing it on purpose to keep making the matches the same, or what? See, that- I can understand how that would hurt Drew momentum more than a hurt lock or spear or a dominator. I get that because now Drew is going to have no momentum because he lost through a roll-up, which I get. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that going to make him want to fight for the shot more? So they give him a rematch on Raw for the Money in the Bank, but to me, like, this bad booking. Yeah. Well, it means that Drew McIntyre probably won't win because he can't challenge Bobby Lashley, and I doubt Bobby Lashley is going to lose against Kofi Kingston. He can still be he can still be Money in the Bank. He can still interfere in the match. He could. Or he can go after Roman. Go ahead, Carlos. Start talking. You can go ahead. Go ahead, Carlos. What were your thoughts? Um, I was saying no. I was saying like, or he can go after Roman and jump over to SmackDown and go to Roman. Because, yeah, that's true. Money in the bank, there's no exclusive title. You go after anyone you want. So, Carlos, what's on the match? Um, the match is good. Best match of the night. Um, I feel like it was a good, like, a good, a good way to end their feud. And um, just the ending was trash. Gotcha. Yeah, the ending wasn't good at all. Let's go with Dan. Tell me, how are you doing? What are your thoughts on this one? Um, again, same situation that's been happening. It's a good match, but ruined by the ending. It's like I get it, like the whole MVP tactics. I I understand it and everything, but like it's cheesy. It, it's getting tiresome. You know what I mean? Same ending gets boring. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, th- this was the best, the better Hell in a Cell match. Um, I'm tired of both of these men, to be honest with you. So I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really looking forward to this one. And the only angle I had in this match was that I'm the champion and reigning champion of this prediction, but <laughs> that didn't last. But no, I didn't really care. You know, it was a good match. I'm not going to watch it again. So, you know, it was there. It was all right. So, our final scores. Are you ready to reveal who has won and who has lost? So, coming in last place is your reigning champion, myself. It's terrible. And Sec one third place. We have Macho Man Dan. In second place, we have Jumpin' Josh. We're gonna create a better one for you, Josh. We're just <laughs> Double J Josh. There you go, Double J Josh. Uh, we have Charismatic Carlos as your new champion of world of wwe how do you feel about winning this prediction carlos it's that's awesome carlos like i don't give two flying fucks <laughs> <laughs> wait i'm confused on something how many points did josh get josh got i'm sorry did i say 60 josh got 50 
Carlos got 60. Dan, you got 40 because you got – Dan, you picked the – No, I, I know which matches I got wrong. I I thought Josh got two matches wrong, and that was my fault then. No, you're fine. Josh got um the Hell in a Cell match with Bailey wrong. And he got the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match wrong. Yep, yep. And so, there's only six matches on the card. It would be 30. My bad. I'm not good at counting, you guys. <laughs> Christ, I lost. Does it matter in what place game won? Jesus Christ. I lost. <laughs> I was one. I wasn't aiming it towards anybody. I was just like, wait a minute. I thought I was in second place. So I was confused on that because... Yeah, I thought he said we tied for second place. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that too. I have no idea. You guys are... I don't know. I don't care. You need to go to bed, man. Like, I, come on, dude. <laughs> Carlos is the winner. We will have a rematch with Money in the Bank. How many weeks is that away now? Like, uh, let's see, one, two, four weeks, a month. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Okay, wow, we have a whole month. And uh, yeah, so it was an all right pay per view. Nothing great. I will give it a like one out of ten because literally I got nothing from this show. Uh, but yeah, I thank you guys for checking us out. We will be back with a raw recap. We'll have NXT, the recap coming out. NXT TakeOver in Your House recap has just dropped. So be on the lookout for all those recaps coming soon. Do any of you guys have any last words? Nah, nah, nah. nah. You guys are so fucking quiet. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Before this, you woke me up to do this, okay? We we just did a crappy pay-per-view, right? It's not, like, exciting. It wasn't WrestleMania we're doing here, Anthony. It wasn't the Royal Rumble. We wasn't the Royal Rumble. It wasn't Elimination Chamber. It wasn't any of that. Well, fuck Elimination Chamber, because that one sucked, too. It did. It did. <laughs> it did. So, All right, well, we, we didn't have, do Survivor Series. We right? have our travel chief back. It's going to be a good prediction. Yes, we do. Now, Carlos is the reigning champion. He's the reigning Defending, undisputed champion, uncontroverted, <laughs> uncontroverted. What? <laughs> what the fuck? I did say that's that. What Heyman, that's what Paul Heyman says it's about yeah, Roman. Paul Heyman is nuts. Yes, we need Carlos needs a Paul Heyman. Um, we could do a little Paul Heyman sound bite. For Just Carlos. go find an overweight weasel-looking guy. You'll get it. No, 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 no. He needs an overweight. Uh, Weasel Jewish looking guy. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> okay, so before we go off the rails anymore, thank you for checking us out. I'm Anna, and we are signing out of World of Destiny. Be safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.